You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Formed in the early 90s, Counting Crows are the sound of California. They won the Grammys. They've written songs for Shrek. They've covered Big Yellow Taxi and they're back here for the first time in eight years. New album, by the way, called Butter Miracle Tour. Counting Crows, Adam Doritz is with us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Listen, um, talk to me about albums. Seven albums in 20 years. I mean, some artists are prolific. Some take their time. What's your recipe? Um, I just make them when we make them. I just, you know, I don't, I don't write as often as a lot of people, but every once in a while I just write a whole record and we make one. Good way to be. Yeah, no, it works. Now listen, has it turned out the way you thought? You go back to 91 when you set out on this journey and, you know, when you thought you were going to, where you thought you were going to end up in 2023, has it worked out that way? Uh, even better. In what way? Well, I mean, I dreamed of having a career like this, but it doesn't happen very often. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy that it's still working. Now, you also got yourself involved in a couple of record labels. One's defunct. I think the other one got sold. What was the thinking behind the labels? Well, I just kind of wanted to help other people make records. The record business can be kind of a nightmare. Uh, And I just really love music. I wanted to work with some other bands and help them out. But it's just really hard to do. How does it work? What are the problems selling? Re- I mean, you mean selling records is hard? Yeah, making records is great. I mean, it's really difficult as well, but it's very satisfying. Selling records is nearly impossible because uh, I got in the indie record business at the moment when everybody stopped paying any money for records. And so <laughs> that was bad timing. So how does it work out these days in terms of streaming? Do you get paid enough from streaming or do you have to tour and it all comes from concert receipts? No, we don't get anything from streaming. I mean, we get some, but it's nothing compared to the records when we sold records. Nothing at all. It's all—it's like half the business is gone. It's really just touring now. Wow. Is that fair or unfair? I mean, see, here's the counter side. The counter side is streaming. You can make a record in your bedroom, be nobody. The next day, you're the biggest name on earth, but you're not going to make any money out of it necessarily. Whereas once, if you got a record deal, at least you got to make some money. Well, they're not really related. I mean, the thing that made it easy for everyone to make records was the internet and the fact that you can record on a computer. And that's a fantastic change, that you don't need a record company. You could just make a record in your bedroom. And instead of pressing CDs and sending them out, you can upload it to Bandcamp. But then there's a separate problem, which is that nobody pays for it. And that, that's the other, that's the, that's the that's a separate thing. And so how did that happen, and how come nobody did something about it? Well, I think you had the advent of digital music, and uh, the record companies tried to charge people full price. That they, they tried to convince people that you should pay the same amount for a record that you could take in your hand, and then you should pay the same amount for a record that just kind of existed digitally. And uh, I think they were wrong about that. They should have lowered the prices right then, but they didn't. And then as a result, I think people felt like they were getting ripped off, which they were. And so when Napster came along, everybody just decided to stop playing, paying for music because they felt like the record companies were ripping them off, which they were. But then, see, then the problem is we feel like you're being ripped off. But then, of course, the flip side is you guys feel like you're being ripped off because you are. Well, yeah. I mean, I think in the end, the person who always lost was the artist. I mean, because the record companies weren't paying us much while they were overcharging the consumers. And now, you know, with Spotify came along and gave big chunks of money to the record companies, but very little of that filters down to the artists. So if I rounded up 50 artists, would they all basically say the same thing? About that part of it, I would think so, yeah. The other part, the parts about 
not having to distribute music anymore and being able to do it all digitally and on your computer, I think almost all artists would agree that's a good thing. That's a, that's a fantastic change. Yeah, but of course, you've got to tour. Do you, you still love touring, I take it, being on the road? Yeah, I love playing gigs. I think it's, a, it's an incredible life. I really love it. Yeah, I, you get to see the world, of course. Now, listen, the irony, I was reading, speaking of deals, I was reading back in 1992 when you did your original record deal, there were so many bidders for your talents, they called you accounting crows. Well, yeah, but we didn't take any of the money. Uh, we traded all the money away, and there was lots of money. But we traded all of it away to get complete creative control at Geffen. We got a higher royalty, and we got complete creative control. And so we traded, we didn't take any of the big advance money. I think we each got $3,000. I think we got $15,000 total advance money. Because, and I was willing to do that because Geffen gave us a higher royalty, and they gave us complete control, which was worth it to me. See, was that unusual at the time? I interviewed um, a lot of people. Billy Joel, for example, was on this program a couple of months ago. He's still bitter. He doesn't own his own music. So many artists have been so messed around by what they you know, have and don't have, what they control, don't control. That deal you did, were you happy with that? You're still happy with it? Well, yeah. I mean, comparatively, it was a great deal. We still got ripped off. We don't own our own music. Uh, you know? And that royalty that was higher, we had like 20%, you know, which is still... You know, which is a lot of bands were getting completely robbed at like 5%, 10%. We got 20, but it's still 20% is nothing. It's compared to a record company that's taking 80. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, it was still, you know, it's a better deal than a lot of people got. But the real thing was the creative control. Like they couldn't tell us what to do. We got to make our own record. And how much of that in the industry uh, when you were starting out? Like you know, you know, you know what you want to do. Uh, we talked to Morgan Wallen the other day. You know, so he turns up on the Voice, gets nowhere because they want him to sing pop. He wants to sing country. He gets booted off the show until bang, he's now an international success story. How much do record companies want to control you? Well, I think they do it a lot. Uh, they didn't do it with us. Um, because we didn't have, they kind of couldn't. And so we did things our own way, which I think was nice. Uh, but yeah, they're always trying to, because they think they know what's best, but they rarely do. Nobody knows what makes a hit. I guess sometimes you've got to have an inkling, though, surely. I mean, when you did Big Yellow Taxi, uh, given it's a cover, I mean, that makes it slightly different. But I mean, that surely had hit written all over it. Well, not even really, because the one that got released isn't even our version. We just did a remix. And somehow that ended up being a hit. It was a hidden track on the record. I don't think anyone, you know, nobody knows what's a hit. They just know what was a hit last year. And then they hope that works again. But like, you know, it smells like Pete Spirit was a huge surprise. And Round Here was a huge surprise. It it just happens sometimes. And I don't think anybody, you try and make quality music. Try and make good things. my, My thought is that we try and do is make good things. If you have a hit, you have a hit. That's great. Who knows? I mean, nobody knows how to make a hit. And if they did, they would make more of them. That makes sense. Adam, listen, I appreciate you. Um, we're losing the line there, um, so I'm sorry about that. But um, you've sent in a version, you've done a special version for us of your new single from the album Butter Miracle 2, a special version of Elevator Boots. <laughs> From round the town, kicks pumped up and head held down. Underwater more than he was up. 
submarines in bottle green, imaginary flight machines, but in blue jean flares he bubble like a seven up. And everybody wants to know you, and you're the only one to know. Shoot it till you feel alive and play one more show. Plug into the buzz and shake it till it turns around. Stop feeling the Paul Smith suits and the elevator boots is down. And you can't help feeling they want you, and you want to. With the lips on fire and your head unscrewed, till it's time to whip another change and hit one more town. Bobby doesn't know her name, he holds on tightly just the same. Sometimes one more night is all we need. I met Alice near the Alamo one summer in San Antonio. I remember her, I don't remember me. And everybody wants to know you when you're the only one to know. Anything to feel alive is in one more show. Plug into the buzz and shake it till it turns around. And you can't stop feeling the Paul Smith suits and the elevator boots is down. And you can't help feeling they want you and you want to. With your hips on fire and your head unglued till it's time to whip another change and hit one more town. Our Alice knows the secret and she could tell you now. If you want to, cause they want you, do you want to? I shake and sparkle, pan and glide, but it's hard to feel and I can't get high. And I don't always understand how to smile. Man, kids get sick of being bottled up, it drags you down till you throw it up. Gotta get out of the house, take a ride on the radio dial And everybody wants to know you When you're the only one to know And everything that feels alive is in one more show Plug into the buzz and shake it till it turns around And you can't stop feeling the Paul Smith suits And the elevator boots are sound Just for us, exclusive version of Elevator Boots, Adam Durritz, front man of um, Counting Crows. They're in Auckland this Saturday, Wellington this Monday. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.